Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Hello everyone and welcome back to Welcome to the World of Tomorrow! And I am your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always my co-host besides the Honorable Tesla... Mr. Jim Strangepork, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, Admiral. I got to say, Tesla's a good co-host as well. Well, he, well, he was on my Thor uh, review. You're going to have to check it out. It comes out on Friday, but technically this will come out on Sunday, so it came out on Friday. So, yes, me Tesla was there, and he grunted. He was very <laughs> upset. It was a confusing thing. Exactly. It was a grunt of approval or dissent. You'll have to listen to that review and find out. Exactly. And, so Jim, what is Welcome to the World Tomorrow? What is it? That's a good question. I don't know. We are a Futurama fan podcast. That's right, we are not paid yet. Hint, hint. Yes. Um, yes, hint, hint. Uh, we take it upon ourselves to watch the wonderful hit animated series, Futurama. Uh, one episode every couple of weeks. And Except for last down- week. We took off because it was Halloween, so... Yeah, yeah. It would have been great if there was a Halloween episode that would have, like, synchronized perfectly with it, but... That would have been awesome. It didn't work out, so the heck with it. Um, And we sit down, we talk about our favorite things, we tell you what happened in the episode, kind of recap it. Um, So, there are spoilers, go watch the episodes if you haven't yet, they're all on Hulu now. Yes. Dropped it, Hulu got it. Yes. Um, and... We don't really go into spoilers. We just straight stay the whole say the whole story. It's basically you could listen to this while watching the episode. You yeah. could you could have us perfectly. You'd have to pause us a couple times, I'm sure. But yeah, or or they'd be like, "What the fuck? What what?" what? Be an interesting experiment. Someone out there, try it. And tell us what it works. How well it works. Oh well, maybe it's really quick. I don't know. Some episodes are like 20 minutes, so I don't know. Our episodes are 20 Wouldn't minutes. It be even great if we had an episode that we just like trashed while they're watching it. Like, this is awful. Why don't you hate this? <laughs> that would be amazing. All right, guys. So we're, we are here to review episode 10 of season two. A clone of my own. You have that good read. I love it. Every, every week. I know, well, I try to get better. I try to, I try to outdo myself, even though everybody's like, "Oh, it's horrible." I do it for you. By the end, it's I, gonna be great. I do it for you. That's that's what. Even I mean. better, you're not gonna shatter it. You're gonna Christopher walk in it. Is that what I sounded like when I read it? <laughs> no, but you're like you're climbing that scale with the dramatic pauses and stuff. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right, cool. The original, great. the original air date is April nineteenth, two thousand. Wait, was it 19th? Yes. I believe so. I had the 9th. The 9th, it is. There's an L. The L in April is there. So the 9th. It the... aired on April 19th. <laughs> April 19th. 9th. April 9th, the year 2000. Man, we're really already like, we're like into the first act of somebody watching this going, what the fuck is going on? They're still... Talking about... Yeah, we haven't even started this yet. <laughs> exactly. The caption is coming soon to illegal D- an illegal DVD. 
Which is funny, because that's how I watched it. What? On Hulu? Yeah, on Hulu. <laughs> on an illegal DVD of Hulu. And the cartoon is Coco Needles the Boss. Yeah, really old one. Uh, uh, yeah. A very old, very old. All right, so we open up with the professor getting a letter from the university of, what was the letter about, I believe? They're bringing him up on disciplinary charges. Yes, because... One, and one my, of my favorite professor reactions ever, when he's like, good news, and then he goes to reading and goes, wait, this isn't good news at all. Uh, the thing I like about it afterwards, he's like, yeah, they're all like, ooh, Hitler's brain, yeah, dissect it, but put it in a shark, oh no. <laughs> Uh, and then we go to uh, Mars University, and the professor, co- you know, is confronted by the board with Wernstrom. Uh, and uh, Dean, the dean from uh, the Mars University is still the dean in this. It's incredible. That man has great staying power at his job. Exactly. By being awful at it. Prob- yes, yes. Uh, so then they go, happy birthday! And it's a surprise. 160th birthday. Um, and so uh, they go through all... They, the memoirs is one of my favorites. Is when they go through this old-timey newsreel and they show everything. Uh, and then at the end they go, To be continued! <laughs> yeah, I love that. The, like, the documentary. Yes. The whole roast scene is hysterical. I love Zoidberg trying to roast. Yes. Uh, and like, that guy gets it! Um, and then, uh, that's really all for the, for the, for the birthday, ro- the bir- I'm going to call it a birthday roast, because that's what I feel like it was, in a way. Yeah. So, so, uh, did any, uh, anybody else talk after the birthday roast? Um, no, that was the, when, uh, Bender says about the man who needs no introduction, and that was Fry, who didn't, who oh. did his- Oh, me! <laughs> And that was, yeah, that led into the whole, the, the newsreel thing. Um, other than that, that was really it for that. Um, then everybody goes home and the professor's all sad and depressed because he hasn't really amount to anything, he thinks. Yeah. And, uh, and because he only has ten years left, he realizes that everyone keeps trying to tell him that, um, but, uh, he realizes he needs to name a, a successor. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Fry's like, oh, it's me. Of course it's me. And then the professor shows a clone of his own. Which I still have to say, until that clone, I really thought it would have been Amy, since he mm. already trusted her with his, with his dentures. Holy shit, I never even thought about that. I thought it was because she had the best blood. That's that's what I thought. That's true. Yeah. And, and the organs that he could use. Exactly. Um, I like how some people got that reference. But not everyone got it. That was a callback to, what, episode two, I believe? Bring back the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, just, I just realized I, I, re- I referenced an episode that hasn't happened yet. So. Yes, but yeah. to those viewers, they'll be like, wow, they're still in act one! And it's commentary! Jeez! It's halfway over. <laughs> um, and so then, after that, basically, um, they, he introduces Qbert which is his clone, and he says, oh, why is his nose so flat? It's because he was uh, put up against the test tube that he was in, I believe. Yeah, he left him in the first test tube too long. Yes. Um, and then 
uh, you know, the, the Qbert is shown by the professor all of his inventions, like, oh, this, oh, that, oh, look at, look at my smelloscope, look at, uh, my voice modulator, but it only modulates into your voice. Yes! I love the universal translator. Yes. That only translates into this stupid, extinct language, and it's French. Oh, I'm referencing another episode of his voice. You're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that he talks about, yeah. but yeah. So, yeah, see, the, the French language was hysterical. That made me laugh so hard. Um, did you catch what that word said in French, by the way? No. Which is a shame, because I used to be a French teacher. Ooh. Alright guys, so if you hear about the, if you know the French line, please email us at cinemagyms15 at gmail or on the Facebook page, Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. Um, also, then we go, then basically, um, the Cuber just shits on every one of the professor's inventions. Like, this is stupid, you can't do that, you can't make things faster than the speed of light, you know, whatever. So then, basically, Hubert meets the crew, and he um, belittles them. Yeah, all he, of them. Like, every single one. Even Lilo kind of kind of stood up for him, but he still belittled her somehow. Yeah. With depth perception, that's still a hilarious joke. <laughs> um, and, uh, and basically, uh, the professor, I guess, does he give up? And he goes... Yeah, he kind of gets, like, he gets frustrated with Qbert. Um, and so he goes and records a message to his staff, a hologram, telling them he's been lying about his age. He's actually 160, so he's already alerted the Sunset Squad to come take him away. Yes. Um, which I love the whole scene when he's being taken away, and he's saying, goodbye, cruel world, goodbye, cruel... And he's, like, saying goodbye to everything in his, like bedroom until it like finally knocks him out on the window oh the sunset squad robot yeah when he's like saying goodbye to the curtains goodbye cruel drapes that are somehow laced with oh (laughs) i love that um and then uh that he they come to find out the hologram is based off of which looks like the r2d2 scene yeah the leia thing the leia one and then um, I like how you said just lay a thing and people are going to freak out and go, Oh my god! What? It was the professor in a gold bikini. I mean, come on. You yeah. know, um, don't visualize that. Oh god, it's already there. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Um, and so then, after that, um, we get to the point where he's making a joke and he's like, Bender's probably the most upset us. And she goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah, but not you. And he goes, he probably just made a cruel joke. But he realizes that I taped over his soap operas. You bastard! <laughs> uh, so then they decide to find the professor. And uh, so they don't know where he is because Kubert's like, you can never find him because robots are so smart. Shut up, bedwetter! Bender replies after that's all said. Yeah, about the, they, can't, they keep secrets so well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then they use the smelloscope, which according to Kubert can't work because space is a vacuum and smells can't travel through a vacuum or whatever. But, uh, he, uh, they find him and I love how Fry is the one that can only, the only one that can find him. 
Yeah. Yeah. They find, like, the Bengay in the letters to the editor. Yeah. It's a professor! Um, and so then they find it, uh, which is called the Near Death Star, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And then, uh, they, and then basically they hide and they go, all right, Fry, you're going to have to act like a 160-year-old man. Give me a second. All right. Now they're going to need a DNA sample. They can't find one. I'm not sure if Fry knows what a DNA sample is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he, what he thought they were going to take by pulling up his pants like that. Like, was it going to be his sperm? Is that? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so then, uh, after that, we get to, uh, they basically take Kubert's tissue, but a large... A huge jar. Yeah. Way more than they needed. Uh, so then basically, um, Kubert is the hump on Fry. And they go off and they go, yeah, I'm a 60-year-old man. Listen, like the sound, the spell, he said that. That should let people know that, hey, maybe this man is not 160 years old. Yeah. I, lo- I love the way he acts. It's so terrible. Yeah. Hey, kids, get off my lawn. While old people do complain about people being on their lawns. Like, that's it? That's enough evidence. We got him. He's good. And so and then, then... They look at the tissue and it matches. Uh, I love how... I love... I love that. The robot goes, we only needed one cell. And Bender says, keep the change. And, and then you, you hear Hubert bitching, and they're like, yeah. what, did your pump just say something? Uh, I have talking hump syndrome. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah THS. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, like, that's a thing? What? <laughs> oh. Um, and then uh, they find out where he is, and they're like, oh, sounds lovely. And then he goes, no, it's not. And then they show this giant scope and it's just and it goes all the way up and then zooms back down on them and they're like holy shit this is going to be a horrible thing to do uh so then basically they jump on this land speeder type thing or sand dune barge what's the sand dune barge in return of the jedi that was the the thing that the jawas drove but no 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 the the, oh, the Jabba's thing. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt's thing. Yeah. The the ones that sat on side of it, I feel like these were modeled out of, uh, after those. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so basically, uh, they go and they're like, all right, but guys, be ready for the horror. And they open the drawer, and it's the professor. All in, like, Matrix-style tubes. Yeah, the wires and everything. Yeah. And so then they're like, we got to take it out very, very delicately so they start taking it off really slow one comes off then another then another and one of the robots pop up and he goes hey what are you doing here and she takes the professor rips him out of everything throws it on her shoulder and drives away and so then and they start flying and then the other robots start flying and there's like eight of them and they're like seize them and all you hear the robots seize them seize them get the i mean seize them uh, which are all voiced by John DiMaggio, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then I love how one of them goes, Oh, I'm really bad at this, and he flies into the building. <laughs> um, and then, after that, uh, they, they escape, but they rip off one of the gate uh, guard's arms, so he's just got a little nub now, and he's like, yeah. Um... And, and so, in the process, they knock Hubert off of uh, Fry's back. Yeah, but they still get him. 
because he fell into the bottom of the ship. Yeah. And so then, then they then they hop aboard the uh, Planet Express ship, and the ship about to take off but falls because they shot the engine of the Planet Express ship. Um, and then after this, I'm gonna let you take it because um, I don't remember after that. So once they get back into the Planet Express ship, they start to take off and um, they get shot, and it takes down the engines. And that was one of the things that the professor had talked to Kubert about earlier was the dark matter engines on this ship and how they worked and got the ship to go so fast, but he couldn't explain how they worked. And this is where Hubert wakes up from being knocked unconscious because they can't wake the professor. They try shocking him by yelling things at him about stuff costs more than you used to. Uh, pe- young people use curse words. Oh my God. Yeah, I love those shocks. Um, but when they can't wake him up, Huber wakes up with the having had that vision that the professor had, and so he knows how to fix the dark matter engines. And it's not that it moves the ship; it just moves space around the ship. Which that's weird, but yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, and so he he fixes the ship. They escape, and then when they get back to the Planet Express, um, the professor wakes up, um, tells him about how like basically. He was having visions of being in a nursing home in Florida. Yes. Um, and then Kubert tells him how he wants to be just like his father, uh, be an inventor, and be just like the professor. When he's like, oh, don't worry. You will. You will. Incidentally, there's a little thing you should look up about wandering bladder. Why? No reason. Yes. And that's the end of the episode. Yes. 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 Uh, that was hysterical and funny and... A very priceless scene. I love how, I love how they were like wondering bladder. Yeah. Or no. Apparently there was some debate on what they were gonna say. Yes. In different rewrites. Yeah, I think one of them was fingernail droppers, or their fingernails fell off, or something. I don't know. Yeah, there was some dealing with like anal something or whatever. Uh, anal leakage syndrome or something. But my favorite, yeah. my favorite, my favorite line in this episode would probably have to be, Ah, THS. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite line in this episode? Oh, I don't know. I love the thing at the beginning with the professor. Like, wait, that's not good news. I think that might be one of my favorite professor lines. Because the, the whole good news, everyone, is like his catchphrase. Yeah. And so when he just reads it, like, wait, that's not good news. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to move on to uh, things I want from the future. Um, So you're going to go first, Jim, because you're awesome. Thank you. Um, I gotta be honest. I want to be able to live to 160. Okay. I think that would be cool. And then you know, go to the near death star and just be, you know, put into a coma. I mean, you know, maybe not of like sitting around in Florida, but you know, something like that. Um, and I gotta say, I want I want the dark matter engines that move space around the ship. Okay. And uh, I, I've probably said it before when it first came out, but I want a smelloscope. Yes, I would want to smell a scope as well. But I want, if you go back and watch the uh, the um, newsreel of his memoirs, yes, uh, you see a billboard for Slurm Medical Tonic. I want that. I want <laughs> Slurm Medical Tonic. That's, that's what I want. That's a fun reference. I didn't notice that, actually. Oh, you didn't? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Also, uh, I want a living obituary. I want to record myself in a hologram. 
and then also, I want these uh, very awesome, I always hear good things about them, cruel drapes. That's what I want them. I want beautiful, cruel drapes. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. They're very lovely. Yeah. Cool as they may be. All right, so let's move on to fun facts of the episode. Uh, so I'm going to go first because uh, I have a few things. Okay. If that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, the whole roast thing was based off Dean Martin when they roasted Dean Martin. Um, and also, did you see? Did you catch the time machine, H.G. Wells? Yes. How it set him back, what, 10 years or so, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then also, uh, uh, Q-Bird is based off Wesley Crusher from Star Trek Next Generation. Huh. Yeah. Um, also, probably my favorite reference is um, uh, that basically when the professor was leaving, that's a jerk reference. Remember at the end of the jerk, he's like, I don't want anything except this mug, this paddle ball, and this chair. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. That was a reference to the jerk. And I was like, holy shit, the jerk is one of my favorite films. <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, Jim, go ahead with yours. Alright, so one of the first things that I noticed, because I'm a big fan of the Twilight Zone, and there's a reference in the Near Death Star... Oh, uh, really? Because the the sign uh, that they have, the street sign, it's Elm Street and Maple Street. Elm Street being the nightmare in Elm Street. And the monsters are due on Maple Street was one of the famous Twilight Oh, movies. my gosh. I just realized that. Yeah. Um, another fun fact I have, and I found this out reading about it, but um, the thing about the incomprehensible gibberish, the, the language... Um, there was actually, in the French dubbed episode, when they aired it in France, uh, the incomprehensible dead language was actually German. <laughs> so, in every country in the world, it was French. Except if you spoke French, then the language you were hearing was German coming out of that machine. Wow. Yeah, I wow. love that. Um, and, uh... I also, I was reading online about how this episode got pretty heavily uh, censored yep. in um, certain parts of the world. I was actually kind of trying to figure out where that was, um, that it was censored when it aired. Um, oh, it was, it was in England. When yeah. they aired it in England, they cut out um, the use of the word bastard mm -hmm. uh, both times it appeared in the show. And uh, the, the bedwetter line gets cut. What? Which ruins that joke. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait. great at keeping secrets, and he tells them, no, we're not, you little bedwetter. Wait, 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 wait. In England, that was censored? That was cut. That was censored. What the fuck? By the TV channel that aired it in England. What the fuck? Yeah, like, really random. So, so wait, does that mean that it was like, yeah, uh, uh, secrets. No, we don't, and they just cut the line, I'm assuming, after that? Yeah, that's where it ended, with no, we aren't. <laughs> wow that was that's probably the funniest that's, yeah that's probably the funniest is that one. Oh, and did you also catch the uh houses or tombstone shapes no i didn't see that yes 
That's amazing. And um, I don't know how much weight this holds, but also according to the creators, David X. Cohen and a couple of the writers that I was listening to the commentary with, they said that they were the first to officially parody The Matrix uh, because of the sleeping. Yeah, I can see that. Like, a lot of a lot of people use the bullet time, but they were technically the first because they used the sleeping one. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, I could see that. Like, that's pretty interesting. All right, guys, so that was our episode. A very short episode. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's short because it's like short. It moves quickly, yeah. yeah. It, and those are come, some of the best because you're like, holy shit, wait, we did the whole thing? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, so you can check us out on lowrainpictures.com. Also, Marty and the Arrogant Observer, thank you for allowing us to use your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, go check out Welcome to the World of Tomorrow on Facebook, and also email us at cinemagems15 at gmail. Also, you can follow me on Twitter on Holland Sci-Fi, also on Instagram by the same name, Holland Sci-Fi. Um, and also, guys, have a lovely, lovely Thanksgiving, because that's when you'll see us next, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And you'll be thankful. Yes. Jim, do you have any questions? Or any answers or whatever? Uh, 42. Okay, cool, cool. Now, anything else to say before we leave? No. Uh, we'll see you guys in the future. Yep. So, guys, so wipe your hose and see you later. Bye.